Welcome to Beaver Tracks, a damn good podcast, bringing you inside the world of OSU admissions and providing you with a behind the scenes look at what goes on in Beaver Nation. I'm Corey Kimmel. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the regional admissions advisor for the Portland metro area. And I'm Craig Bronner, pronouns he, him, campus visit coordinator and admissions advisor for our OSU Cascades campus. Thanks for joining us today. So Craig, today I want to jump right in to our guest. We have with us Scott Vigno, the new Vice President and Chief Diversity Officer for our Office of Institutional Diversity. Scott, welcome to the pod. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure thing. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. My name is Scott Vigno. I use he, him pronouns. And let's see. I could go on and on, but I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota where we have real winter. And let's see. <laughs> I have a dog um, who's great. She's named Elle, named after Elle Wood from uh, Legally Blonde. And uh, I love working at OSU. I've been here since 2015. I can talk more about that, but I'm uh, excited to be with you today. I grew up in Colorado, so I also understand the concept of a <laughs> real winter. <laughs> um, but welcome, I grew, Scott. Yeah, I grew up in Kentucky, and I moved to Oregon. I thought I was experiencing real winter. Uh-huh. So apparently, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. no. You <laughs> not know, even close. <laughs> you know it's real winter when you uh, you breathe in through your nose and your nostrils freeze together. That's the haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, um, we will get into our questions here uh, just to start things off. Can you tell us a little bit about how you found yourself in Oregon at OSU and what keeps you here? Yeah, love to talk about that. So uh, let's see. I uh, actually, I, as I mentioned, I, I grew up in Minnesota. Um, my parents uh have really different backgrounds. My mom came is an immigrant from India, and my dad is a first-generation student from a working-class family in Ohio. And they met and in San Francisco, um, and then I uh, grew up in Minnesota. And so I, growing up, was always really interested in uh, in law school, actually, and I ended up going to law school. I went to UC Davis um, and practiced law at a law firm in San Francisco. Um, And then at the same time, I uh, had met my future husband while I was in law school, and um, he got a job at Oregon State as a professor in the College of Public Health, and I followed him here, Uh, and it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, aside from marrying him, Uh, but coming here was a good decision, too. So (laughs) uh, we got here in October 2015. Um, I was working in an office that doesn't exist anymore. It was called the Office of Equity and Inclusion. Um, And I was doing a role that was sort of similar to what I do now, but um, also was focused on things like Title IX and the Americans with Disabilities Act and other laws. And now I I don't do much that's directly related to uh, sort of laws that uh, impact uh, OSU, um, but I think I think about my law degree all the time. My job is really to establish the vision and then create the different strategies and programs to make the university a more fair place uh, for more people. Um, and 
that's really important because it is really central to our mission. It's part of who we are. Uh, we're a land-grant institution with an access mission, uh, which means we constantly need to be thinking about what can we do better to make sure that students can access the university, that they're successful once they get here, and then while they're students here, that they know that they belong. And so I think about that all day and all night. Well, usually not all night. Um, I think about it all day. <laughs> and uh, and that is what keeps me here. That that is a, It's a constantly changing topic because our students are always new. The challenges are always new. The opportunities are always new. Sometimes I think I have a job where you never do the same thing twice uh, because every day there's a new way of thinking through a challenge Students have new ideas about um, how the university can work better. And so it's very exciting. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, I got my master's at Portland State and one of the hardest, but my favorite class I took was legal issues in higher ed. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely transferable skills, I'm sure, for you. Yes. Beautiful. Thank <laughs> you. Also, your story sounds a little bit like Craig's. Um, his oh, part. His partner uh, got accepted to the program at Cascades, and so that's how he ended up out nice. there. <laughs> I followed him, too. I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but uh, it's one that's worked out definitely for us. Definitely. Well, moving on to the Office of Institutional Diversity, or OID, can you share a little bit about the mission of your department? I know you talked a little bit about it, but yeah. just a little bit more in depth. Absolutely. Well, one thing I can do, I think, to start is to talk about how we came to be, and then I can talk a little bit about what we do. Great. So uh, our office is actually quite new in the grand scheme of things. So OSU is 168 plus years old, um, but our office has only been around since 2016. So when I arrived in 2015, uh, just about a month after I got here, there was a student speakout. And the student speakout was a group of students who got together and invited uh, OSU community members to join them in Gill Coliseum. And they talked about um, some really challenging experiences they'd had in classrooms um, as students uh, trying to be successful at, at Oregon State. And, and what that did is they kind of issued a challenge to the university to do better um, and to do better quickly. <laughs> and so what happened after that uh, was our office was created. And the purpose of our office is really to, uh, to apply um, a really constant um, Sometimes I think of it as pressure, but what I what it really consists of is building really strong relationships uh, with different partners across the university to make sure that we're always moving forward to better serve students and particularly better serve students who have not always been well served by higher education. And so that means uh, we have to think really creatively um, about how to meet our mission. The other thing that I think is important to know is that we have students all over the world. And so not only are we tending to uh, the needs of students in Corvallis, uh, at the Cascades campus, in Newport, um, in Portland, um, but also all the students who take e-campus courses uh, all over the state of Oregon, all over the Pacific Northwest, all over the United States, and all over the world. And so when we're doing our work, we're thinking about a lot of different contexts um, that students find themselves in. So for example, 
many of our students at on the OSU or Corvallis campus uh, sort of fall into a particular age range of, let's say, 18 to 23, 24. Um, but a lot of our students don't. And so if we're only thinking about the needs of those students who fall into that specific age range, we're actually missing everyone else. And so, in fact, we know we have a lot of students who are veterans. Uh, we have a lot of students who are working parents. Um, we have a lot of students who might be switching careers and they did one thing and they want to do something else. And so they're coming back. Um, we have a lot of students who they're the first in their families to go to college. And so in our office, as we think about the kinds of initiatives and different things that we can change about the university to make the university work better for them, um, we're going out and talking to lots and lots of different people. Um, and it's not just about, you know, making change for one particular group or other, but really thinking about everyone that has, everyone whose experience can, ex can improve. Uh, at OSU. And we do that in lots of different ways. Um, we do a ton of education. So we will help faculty and staff and others really think about how to do their jobs better. A big part of our work is that we have a belief that this is everyone's job. It's not just mine or my staff's job. It's really everyone who works at the university needs to be thinking about these issues. Um, we do things like hosting community dialogues. Uh, and so there are a lot of really difficult and tough issues facing us as a country, but we have a belief that what's most important is that we're talking to each other, even when and especially when we disagree. And so we will help uh, the community come together to talk about really difficult issues. Um, we put on a lot of programming uh, like the Dr. Martin Luther King commemoration events, which have been taking place uh, throughout this last month. Uh, and then we also do things like uh, collaborations with different uh, colleges and offices. So we might do a collaboration with the research office to talk about how to make research more equitable. Or we might do, a, we're actually doing a series of trainings right now with folks in university information technology so that we can make our different programs and systems work more equitably. So that's a lot of the, a lot of the work that we do. And then one last thing that I think is important to mention is that we spend a lot of time just out in communities. And so uh, we have a staff member who's based at the OSU Portland Center, and really her job is to make sure that she is interfacing with all of the various diverse communities in the Portland Metro, but also beyond Portland. Uh, and so I spend a lot of time um, talking to community leaders, folks uh, from different organizations that we partner with. Um, and I think that that makes it really exciting also because then we're also learning before students ever arrive at OSU, they're helping us understand what the needs of those students may be once they get here. Do you have a specific community leader in mind that just completely maybe changed your thought process or opened up like a whole new <laughs> viewpoint for you? There are a lot. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> of these of of these folks, but um, I can I can name a few. Um, mm -hmm. So someone like Eric Knox, who's an alum of OSU, um, who runs a, a program in, in Portland called HALA. And what Eric is doing to create pathways to success for students is really incredible. And what it made me realize is we need to be talking to folks like him as much as possible, as much as as possible where we're not imposing on his time <laughs> um, to make sure that that we're ready for his students because his students are the, the future of OSU. 
Um, I think about, uh, you know, I think about a lot of organizations that are doing really incredible work. So it's not just one person, but actually teams of people. Um, so folks uh, that work for organizations like Elevate Oregon, uh, like College Possible, like um, the Latino Network, like Adelante Mujeres, like all of these orgs that are just creating uh uh, just to, I mean, these these strong, resilient communities of of students and families uh, that I think for us as organs, you know, land grant institution, it it really is important for us to be making connections with, growing those relationships with. You know, one way that we did this recently is we were a sponsor of um, a really awesome market called My People's Market, and it happened last September, and it brought together. Tons of uh, vendors owned by owned by people of color, owned by women, um, owned by queer uh, business owners, and it was really cool to see how many people came up to the the big OSU tent and were really interested in everything that we had to offer. And then at the same time, there were vendors there who had actually gone through OSU uh, programs uh, where they started as students at OSU. They had an idea for a business they wanted to start. They were able to take advantage of a lot of the programs that we have available to them, and now they're out doing the thing that they wanted to do. And that's pretty cool and exciting. And I think that for us, um, it's a really great kind of uh, proof positive that that the work we're doing matters. Absolutely. Thank you. And a lot of those local community organizations are some that I work with, especially up here in the Portland area and yeah. very familiar with College Possible and yeah. Latino Network. So that's that's exciting to hear. Yeah. And with um, OID's mission, it's very essential for the reconciliations and the progress given the, the history and state of Oregon. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious if you could highlight one or two initiatives that OID currently has in motion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, one thing that I can talk about is some of the work that we're doing with tribal and indigenous communities uh, in the state. Uh, I think one really important part of the last four or five years has been just how much more we've reflected on what it means to be a land-grant institution. When land-grant institutions have histories of being established as a result of oftentimes the seizure and the sale of land that was taken from sovereign tribal nations. And so um, that requires us to think through uh, how we can not only create uh, relationships with, but be of direct benefit to tribal and indigenous uh, partners. And so we're, we're doing that a couple different ways at OSU. Um, and we kind of think of this as part of a, a spectrum of, of ways that we help create reconciliation. So one is that we have some really wonderful partners, uh, partnerships with organizations and programs that are serving Native youth. Uh, so my great partners in extension and engagement um, that are and in different colleges uh, that are working on the uh, New Beginnings for Tribal Students grant. Um, so that really links students uh, in Southwest Oregon up with COCC, uh, so Central Oregon Community College and, uh, and then OSU. Oh, uh, eCampus has really amazing programs for students from tribal communities and, and indigenous communities. And then uh, probably one of the most recent and very important uh, changes is that OSU last fall announced a policy where all out-of-state students are enrolled members of 
federally recognized tribes actually get in-state tuition at OSU. And that's a really important, it, for us, that, that was really important because the relationship between OSU being a land grant and the way that all land grants in the United States uh, were created are inse is inseparable. So we can't say, oh, we only impacted OSU or, you know, Oregonians. Um, the land grant system actually impacts all indigenous communities. And so coupled with the, um, the Oregon Tribal Student Grant, uh, which is sponsored uh, and funded by the state of Oregon, we think we've created some really important pathways uh, to higher education for, uh, for Native Indigenous students. That's something that's really exciting. And also, frankly, it's just the beginning. The President's Commission on Indigenous Affairs was just charged last year. And so that uh, is also going to provide a lot of opportunities for us to think more deeply about what we do. There's a brand new Indigenous Studies minor that was just launched this last year. Uh, it already has lots of students that have enrolled in the minor. And so it's a really exciting time for OSU. And one thing to be clear about is things like the minor, that's not just for Indigenous students, that's for everyone. This is history that everyone, all Oregonians, should really be engaging with. Um, and to have that opportunity to do so at OSU is important. Awesome. Thank you. Lots, uh, you, it's so cool to hear just um, the, the the wording of it's an exciting time to be at Oregon State because I definitely agree with you. And it's nice to, as a, as a fellow employee here, it's nice to be at that institution organization that always seeks to continually evolve, uh, especially the benefit for not only employees, but for the students, because these students, they are the future. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And we try to really keep in mind that, you know, we uh, in our office, we owe our office to students. They were the ones who who demanded, <laughs> you know, that that we work harder, that we do better. And so um, it kind of it's kind of at the core of of how we uh, structure our work that we have to make tangible difference that is going to be felt uh, and experienced by students and employees. It can't just be something where we're talking about, oh, the, you know, this is all the good work we're doing, but no one knows or no one can feel it. Um, it really needs to be something that is that is very tangible. I mean, we all know the saying, like, actions speak louder than words. And I think that, um, kind of like Craig was saying, it is exciting to be a part of a university and an institution that is backing up um, their what their words are saying and listening, yeah. I think, to the needs and wants of students and actually, yeah, actually putting that into action. I think yeah. that's, I think that's really great. And um, I think that's something that keeps me here at OSU every day. So um, yeah. that's fantastic. Thank you for all of that. Um, you did mention this a little bit earlier too, that OID part of your mission in your office is helping to educate students, staff, and faculty on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I've done some tra trainings hosted before and always looking for new ones to be a part of, but uh, for students, what are some opportunities that they might have if they're interested in taking a deeper dive into DEI work? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, right off the bat, there's a great resource that I can recommend, which is actually our website. Uh, so diversity.oregonstate.edu. And then if you click on the tab that says diversity education, uh, that'll have all sorts of really great resources for students to consult. And the way that we have it organized is really in terms of how, how deep do you want to go? So sort of getting started, going deeper, and then really deep dives. 
Um, and I think for students to know that there are lots of places to start, it's not just one, you know, one thing or one class, um, but lots of options. And so as you find yourself interested in, in a particular topic or the other, um, there's many directions to go. So uh, a few examples. One is I really encourage folks to get involved um, in programs that are offered by diversity and cultural engagement in student affairs. You know, the Division of Student Affairs has so many really incredible opportunities to engage uh, in leadership development, um, to educate uh, yourself in really complementary ways to what you're learning in the classroom. Uh, and so we have seven, uh, at least on the uh, OSU Corvallis campus, we have seven awesome cultural resource centers. I know that there's a multicultural center at the OSU Cascade uh, campus um, as well. And so those programs that are offered by, by those cultural resource centers are really great, uh, and I recommend everyone to get involved. Um, some other things that uh, students might look into, you know, uh, University Housing and Dining has, a, has awesome programs. There's something called the Diversity Learning Assistant, so just like a resident assistant, um, they are there to really help students uh, engage in these um, topics of, of, um, of difference, of identity, and really grapple with some of the big questions that we're grappling with as a society. And so definitely encourage students to get involved there. And then frankly, there are just a million different opportunities from uh, the social justice retreats um, to courses as, that are part of the Difference, Power, and Discrimination program to working. I mean, if you decide to go to the honors, to enroll in the honors college and write a whole thesis um, about a particular topic that's of interest to you. And then one thing that I really want to mention in terms of opportunities to learn more, sometimes we have this image or idea of, you know, DEI being very sort of limited to the United States in our, in our immediate context. But I think one of the most powerful ways that students can learn more about diversity, equity, and inclusion is actually to go study abroad, um, to uh, find a program through OSU Go or Office of Global Opportunities to go um, to, to go study somewhere else. Um, I have to share, I had the, the real good fortune of studying abroad when I was a student in undergrad, and it kind of changed my life. What it really made me realize is I didn't know what I was talking about, and, <laughs> and that there were a bunch of other perspectives out there that I didn't have uh, much of an idea about until I got there, and I started hearing those perspectives. And so whether you go to another country or even just go visit at another institution in a different part of the country, um, I think taking those kinds of opportunities is a great way to learn too. I love that you mentioned even just the difference power and discrimination category because I was a science major at OSU and one of my favorite classes that I took was for that category. So um, that to me made a huge difference and Truly my biggest regret at OSU is I didn't study abroad. Uh, so I, I appreciate all of all of that yeah. knowledge because there is a ton to do. And I think sometimes students, especially coming out of high school, don't know what opportunities are all yeah. available to them. Um, so just having having a nice list is always nice because once I find once you take one step, it is truly an avalanche. Like mm -hmm. all everything opens for you and you start to kind of realize what all is in front of yeah. you. So that that one step can always be key. Yeah. And definitely that's a great way. I mean, a, a great thing to talk to an advisor about is, you know, I I didn't know. I just didn't, you know, my parents didn't have the 
knowledge to give me to be like, here are some things you need to think about when you get to college. But um, now I think if students come and say, look, these are some goals I have for myself. I'd like to study abroad. I want to take these kinds of classes and so forth. There's lots of people who are going to be able to help you get there. That's awesome. Thank you, Scott. Um, as we're wrapping up, is there anything that you would like to add about OID or or your work at OSU? Uh, I don't know. I talked a lot. That was... <laughs> <laughs> There is a lot here. I think one thing that I can share is, um, you know, for students or students who are thinking about coming to OSU, one of the ways that I, I used to do a lot of travel to different universities for work. And one thing that I love to do was to go to campus and, you know, you can do the tour and the tour is really fun and you learn all sorts of things. But actually something that I really loved is to go to the um, student union or, uh, you know, at, at OSU here, it's the Memorial Union or the SEC, and look at all the posters. Um, look at what kind of events are going on and think about whether those are the kinds of things that that really get you excited uh, and to just go, just try. You know, in so many cases, it's this super low barrier thing. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to register. You just show up. Um, and especially as a new student, I think that's a, a great thing to do. And I think the same thing goes for staff uh, as well. So it's not just about, you know, sticking to your uh, the things that you're doing during the day, but particularly for folks that work in offices where we're working with students, I think it's really important to go to those events too. And the funny thing is, when I talk to students, when I show up in an event, uh, they're, you know, sometimes they're like, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I'm, I was just interested. Like, I just wanted to come and see what was going on. And uh, it makes a really big difference, I think, to to both students and to us as, you know, as faculty and staff uh, to be able to see and learn about all of the really cool things that are happening at the institution, too. That's an excellent recommendation. Do you have a favorite student event that you went to? Oh, man, so many. Hard to pick, I know. (laughs) Tonight, I'm going to uh, the Black Excellence event that is put on by uh, the Lonnie B. Harris uh, Black Cultural Center. Last night, I had the really exciting opportunity to introduce Dr. Jelani Cobb, who is uh, the dean of the Columbia Journalism School. He was our keynote speaker uh, for the Martin Luther King commemoration. Let's see what else is going on. There's this really wonderful event next week called World Heart Rhythms that's going to bring together um, a lot of different organizations at OSU uh, that are have a focus on, on diversity and international student issues. Um, I don't know. Those are just the ones that are yeah. at the top of my head. But <laughs> There's so many. Totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much uh, for your time today. And also just thank you so much for what you're doing and your team and the students and the everything that you're doing to make Oregon State and even us here at OSU Cascades a better place and giving us a better future for our students. Uh, but before you go, could we get a big go beans? <laughs> Absolutely. Go beans. Go beans. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and we hope you can join us for our next episode of Beaver Tracks. It will be a damn good time. <laughs>